Thursday Such a crazy, lazy day Thursday has its own peculiar way Of saying hey Sometimes Thursday almost Makes you want to run away well, hello, everybody. This is Bob Bro. Welcome to the Best Old Time Radio Podcast for Friday Eve, a.k.a. Thursday. <laughs> Glad to have you along. This is Thursday, October, or October. Man, I don't know where my head is. March 25th, 2021. And uh, on Thursdays, we play an old-time radio western, and we've got a really good one lined up for you today. So again, as always, it's time for you to settle back, get relaxed, get your feet up, get a little snack, a little drink, and uh, just let the cares of the day drift away. Really, keep your mind just open. Just don't fret. And just for the next half an hour or so, enjoy this episode of Gunsmoke. Coming up in just a moment. Thursday's got his own peculiar way of saying Sometimes Thursday makes you want to run away Thursday such a crazy lizard It is time for Gunsmoke, everybody. Time to buddy up with Marshal Matt Dillon and walk down Front Street, keeping law and order in Dodge City, Kansas, back in the 1870s. Tonight we have a good episode. It was originally broadcast on CBS in 1955, September the 10th, and the name of the episode is Alarm at Pleasant Valley. Gunsmoke. 
Around Dodge City and in the territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Gunsmoke, starring William Conrad, the transcribed story of the violence that moved west with young America, and the story of a man who moved with it. I'm that man, Matt Dillon, United States Marshal, the first man they look for and the last they want to meet. It's a chancy job, and it makes a man watchful and a little lonely. that for, Chester? Oh, I don't know. I just wanted to make a noise, I guess. It's so blame quiet out here on the prairie. Now, you've been mighty quiet yourself. I guess I run plumb out of conversation back a couple hours ago. It, it ain't I'm unsociable, Mr. Yeah, Dillon. I know, Chester. It's been a long ride. Yeah, but we'll be in Dodge by dark. Uh, yes, sir. Just in time to go to bed. <laughs> you didn't have anything better to do, did you? I guess not. Game of checkers with Doc, maybe. Oh, that man plays the doggondest, craziest game of checkers. Hey, Chester, mm-hmm. over there. What? Well, that smoke, Mr. Dillon. Yeah. Must be a grass fire, huh? Oh, was smoke at black? Well, what is it, then? Isn't there a ranch over in that direction? Well, now, yes, sir, there is. Not far, neither. Fellow's named Claiborne, as I remember. Come here from Indiana about four years ago. Him and his wife did. Awful nice fella. Come on, Chester. Planted corn the first year, but it didn't turn out very well. Come on, Chester. We better take a look. Mr. Dillon, the house, barn, everything. Yeah, there's not much left, is there? What do you suppose could have happened? Yeah, there's one thing for sure. It wasn't an accident. Hmm? Look at the tracks, horses. They're all milling around. Yeah, sure, a lot of them. What I don't understand is where is Mr. Claiborne? Here's his house not hardly burnt to the ground yet. Take a look over there, Chester. Mr. Dillon. Come on. Oh, no. Yeah, he should have stayed in Indiana. And his wife, too. And I didn't even know they had a little one, Mr. Dillon. Looks like they was... Trying for cover in that little creek bed there. Well, we can only do one thing for him now. 
Maybe there's a shovel left back there. Mr. Dillon, who could have did a thing like that? That's plain enough, isn't it? Yes, but I didn't hear no Indian trouble right now. I didn't either. Mr. Dillon? Yeah. If them Indians were just here not very long ago, they couldn't have gone far. That's right, Chester, they couldn't. All right, come on, let's get to that show. Mr. Claiborne. Look out there, Mr. Dillon. What? Planted corn again, and it's doing real well, too. Yeah. Now, wait a minute, Chester. Listen. Horses. A lot of them. Yeah. You think it could be them Indians coming back? That it could be. Get the rifles, and we'll try a run for the creek bed. No, too late, Mr. Dillon. They're coming over the rise. Mr. Dillon, it ain't Indians, it's the blue coats. Yeah. A patrol, a whole company of, oh my, ain't they a welcome sight? Yeah, come on, let's go meet them. out here, Marshal? Uh, we were riding in from Pawnee, and we saw the smoke, Lieutenant. We were a little too late. Uh, so I see. Where are Over they? Over there. All three of them. Mm. We're pretty close on their trail now. Maybe we can get them before they find another ranch. Well, from the prince, I figured them for Kiowa. But I didn't know there was any trouble. Well, there isn't. For the tribe, these are just renegades. Not more than eight or ten of them. Uh. Got all fired up and jumped the agency. Mm, fired up with cheap whiskey. Well, maybe... But we can't be more than about half an hour behind them now. With luck, we'll get them before nightfall. I sure hope so. Marshal, we'll take over here for you. The horses need a few minutes rest. Then we'll go on. All right, Lieutenant. We'll head on into Dodge. And keep your eyes open, Marshal, on the way. Yeah. Yeah, we will. It's a cussed crying shame. Them Indians can be as peaceful as anything, and then some ornery white man comes along and sells them some of that red eye, and they just go hog crazy. Chester, an Indian's no different from anybody else with too much to drink. Now the problem's deeper than that. What do you mean? Well, the Indians have lost a lot. They're a conquered people. That doesn't sit well with any man, Chester. There are times when it makes him mad. Mm. Yes, sir, that's so. I guess maybe you can't blame him entirely. Uh, not entirely. Mm, sir. Well, see, now, that's a pretty little valley. Hey, look, there's somebody down there. Yeah, looks like settlers. They do indeed with that Conestoga wagon. <laughs> they build them a sod hut, too. Well, looks like we got neighbors we didn't know we had, Mr. Dillon. Or maybe we're losing them before we get to know them. Hmm? They seem to be packing the wagon. Maybe they heard about the Indians. Yeah, that's likely. Well, come on, we'll ride down and say hello. Oh. 
Afternoon. Howdy. I'm Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal out of Dodge. Ah, uh, this is Chester Proudfoot. I'm Sam Fraser. This is my ma. Sam. This is my wife, Alice. Hello. How do you do? This is Tad, my kid brother. Pleased to meet you. Hello. We're headed for Dodge ourselves. Ah, uh, looks like you got settled here. Well, we ain't staying, Marshal. We're going on west. Chasing rainbows, Marshal. Farm folks like us. Now, Ma. Don't you now, Ma, me, Sam Fraser. If your pa was still alive, well, he, he wouldn't believe... And it's up to me to do the deciding now. If you'll excuse me, Marshal, I'll get back to loading up. Uh, Chester and I can give you a hand. No, thanks. Tad and me will manage. Uh, that's a real nice odd hut, Miss Fraser. It's kind of too bad to go off and leave it. My husband built it. Not him. Now, Ma, Sam, help. Huh. Marshal, what do you think of a son that goes against his father's wishes and him not hardly cold in his grave? Ma, please. Three days now, Marshal. He's buried right over there under that cottonwood. I'm sorry, ma'am. We hadn't been here more than a week. Come all the way from Ohio, looking for a spot of good ground to till, looking for a home, Marshal. And he found it here. It sure is a pretty little place. Hmm? Samuel called it Pleasant Valley. Said he'd be grateful to settle here and spend his days. Only the Lord didn't leave him any days. Denied him like Moses come to the promised land. It would make a nice homestead for you folks. It would. But some folks has ideas. Oh, my layoff. Mr. Fraser. What? Look, uh, I know that's none of my business, but... Uh... Is there some reason why you want to give up this land and go on? Reason enough. It's because of me, Marshal. Now, Alice, you ain't to blame. Yes, I am. It's because Sam is worried about me, Marshal. No Indians would scare him off if it was just these folks, but it's me he's scared for. Me and... and the one coming. And what better reason? You think I want my wife and my child living in danger of murdering savages? Uh, Mr. Fraser, there's just a bunch of renegades. The cavalry will get them soon and the danger will be over. And who's to say what they'll do before the cavalry gets them? Oh, Marshal, my family's going to grow up in a safe place. My ma born me in the middle of the Ohio woods, thick with Indians as fleas on a hound. We was made of sterner stuff in them days. Maybe, but my wife ain't going to live like that. Now, come on, Tad, hand that up. We're losing time. Um, you going on west? Aye, to California, he says. Might even look for gold instead of farming, he says. Oh, my, I reckon most of that gold out there is already clean. Twenty years or more. Uh, of course, you might have luck. We can always that, find but... a piece of land. Yeah, maybe you can, but nothing better than this. Nothing half as good. This dirt's richer than molasses in the cook pot. If it was me, well, I... Well, it ain't. Now, hoist. If I was just a few years... I said old, hoist. I... You see how it is, Marshal? Yes, sir. Uh, maybe he's right. Uh, California might work out fine. Only it's a long way, and with Miss Fraser expecting, it's going to be... Kind of a hard trip. I know all that, Marshal. We'll stay in Dodge till the baby's born. It won't be long now, and then we'll go on. I just want to say one thing, Mr. Fraser, as a lawman in this territory. We have some troubles now and then, sure, but it's not as bad as you think. And in a few years, it'll be as safe here as it is in 
Well, Ohio right now, or California. And it's going to be a prosperous country. My mind's made up, Marshal. Well, all right. We better help you get loaded then. See you safe in the Dodge. The worst place to be right now is out on the open prairie. That's it. Now, one more shove. Good. That should ride easy. That's the last. Oh. All right, then. We're all ready. Might as well get started. It's getting late. You got them all hitched, Tad? They're ready. Where's Ma? She's over by the cottonwood. Oh. Crying, I suppose, to shame me. Sam. Well... Tears don't do no good. She ain't crying. She's just standing, staring. I tried to get her to come away, but she wouldn't. Marshal, maybe if you was to talk to her. You know, a stranger. All right. Well, sure, ma'am. Miss Fraser. He's there, Marshal. Right there. We fixed up a cross. Yes, and Maybe if you was to pass by this way again, you just take a look. See the marker still standing? Well, I sure I will, ma'am. Twenty-five years, Marshal. And all I ever asked was to lie there beside him. It's a lonely place. Mm-hmm. But it's no lonelier than any other, Miss Fraser. Why, in the springtime, this whole meadow's covered with a blanket of sunflowers. Pretty as you ever saw. Thank you, Marshal. I can go now. Ma, Ma, I'm sorry. No need, boy. We all do what we have to do. You're no different. Just help me up. Oh, here, Ma. All right. Now let's get this girl into town. Her time's almost come. Okay, Ma. Hey! All right, come on, Chester. Yes, sir. I want you to ride the point. Keep a good watch ahead and to the north, huh? All right, sir. I'll cut up to the top of that hill and take a look, and then I'll ride south flank, cover that side and behind. Well, Mr. Dillon, it sure does seem a shame. Wait a minute, Chester. Oh, my gracious, coming over the hill. Yeah. Them ain't blue coats. No, they're not, Chester. Use 
rifle, Chester. It's too far to hit them. It'll let them know they got to fight. Yes, sir. Now they've turned off. I thought they would. All right, let's get back to the Frasers. Come on. Hurry it up. Let's get those women into the hut. We're trying, Marshal, but Alice got choked up some with us going so fast. Well, we'll carry her. Come on. Be all right, Marshal. Sure you will, ma'am. Hang on now. There we go. Over here. Right here, Marshal. Put her down gently. Yes, ma'am. Alice. Now, Sam, don't you worry. I'll be all right. You go on. Do what needs to be done. I'll be all right. But Alice... Go on, boy. Come on, Sam. You got a rifle, Sam? Yeah, yeah, sharps in the wagon. Well, that'll give us three. I ain't got one, Marshal, but I can load for you. All right, son. There'll be plenty to do. They're still up there, Mr. Dillon. Having a powwow, looks like. You figure they'll rush us, Marshal? No. They know we got rifles. There are only eight or nine of them, and the ground's too open. They'll either go on and leave us alone, or they'll wait till the sun goes down and come in in the dusk. And there's nothing to do but wait. Well, we can use the time to unload part of the wagon. Uh, just the things they'll need in there, though. And we'll drive it off and cut the horses loose. We don't want them milling around in case of a fight. Sam! What, Ma? Get water from the creek! Make a fire, quick! Ma! Don't stand there, you heard me! Get moving! Yes, sir. Relax, Fraser. She's gonna be all right. Sure, sure. Out here in nowhere with them up there. This is just what I was afraid of. Well, plenty have been born this way. Now, you might have been yourself, you know. I know, but... Tad, where are you going? I'm down to the creek. Ma wants more water. Uh, you better go with him, Chester. Yes, sir. Oh, I should have gone two days ago. I wanted her to have the best. Nothing but the best. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. That's, that's why I talked about hunting gold in California. You know something, Sam? A man can waste a lifetime looking for gold when it's right in front of his eyes. Where? Now, you're looking at it. There's wealth here for a man, too. Oh, I know it, Marshal. Tad! Yeah, come on. Tad! He's all right, Mr. Dillon. Yes, sir, Nick. One of them snuck up close, but I chased him off. Tad. I'm all right, Sam. J just freeze my arm. Well, it's bleeding. We'll fix it when we get him back to the hut. There we go. Is it tight enough, son? Oh, sure, sure, Marshal. It's okay. How's Alice? I don't know. Ma chased me away. I'm worried, Marshal. And I'm more worried about those Indians. It's going to be dark soon. Mr. Dillon, that 
patrol ought to be around here somewhere. Yeah, I know. I was hoping they'd show up. Well, they can't be far. They was on the trail. Maybe if I was to ride out... Now there's a better way, Chester. Signal them. How? Yeah, the sign they've been looking for and hoping not to see. Smoke. You mean set the grass afire? No, that'd smoke us out, too. No, the wagon. Oh, but Marshal... Yeah, I know, Fraser. It's like burning your bridges behind you, but it's the only thing we got. All right. All right, we'll burn it. It's almost out, but it sure sent up a lot of smoke while it lasted. You reckon the cavalry saw it, Mr. Dillon? Yeah, it's hard to say, Chester. Well, if they did, I hope they're hurrying. Sun's most gone, all but the tops of the hills. This valley's getting mighty shadowy. Yeah, we better sit in a circle. Each one watch his side. Marshal, out there, was that... What? No, just one of the horses, son, but you keep looking. Marshal, Marshal, listen. Look, up there, it's the bluecoats. They're here. Oh, ain't that a welcome sight? They're charging the Indians, running them off. Marshal, we're going to be all right. Yeah, Fraser. They'll get them now. Maybe if we... Sam, get in here. Alice. Well, what are you staring at? Body'd think you'd never seen a strapping, healthy baby boy before. Alice... I'm all right, darling. We're both all right. I told you you didn't need to worry about us. All right, now, you men folk, get on out of here. Go on, skedaddle. Uh, yes, ma'am. You too, Sam Fraser. Well, I declare. <laughs> well, Sam, uh, Chester and I'll be getting on in the Dodge. We, we sent a wagon out for you. What? I reckon we won't be needing the wagon, Marshal. Sam, you mean we're staying? Well, we buried one here, and we born one here, and we shed Fraser blood in this dirt, and it is good dirt, Marshal, and it is a pleasant place. Yes, it is. You'll be welcome here any time. Both of you. Thank you, Mr. Fraser. <laughs> Welcome to Kansas. And now our star... William Conrad. Thank you, George. Well, tonight's the night for Gunsmoke on television. And one of Hollywood's biggest stars, John Wayne, will be on hand for the premiere. Be sure and watch Gunsmoke tonight over the CBS television network at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. So be sure and see Gunsmoke's TV premiere tonight. <laughs> Gunsmoke, produced 
produced and directed by Norman McDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. The special music for Gunsmoke was composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Sound patterns by Bill James and Ray Kemper. Featured in the cast were Vic Perrin, Helen Cleave, Eleanor Tannen, Sam Edwards, and John Daner. Harley Bear is Chester. Listen to Gunsmoke again next week, transcribed for L&M Filters. Well, that was Gunsmoke, as originally heard back on September 10th, 1955 on CBS. That one written by John Meston was um, a realistic look at what it would have been like to be a homesteader back in that era in the 1870s. And what I always love about John Meston, because he was from uh, the Four Corners area of the United States and grew up around Indian culture and understood Indian culture and people he didn't have just a one-sided view that all Indians were bad, the only good Indian was a dead Indian. But instead, he really had a lot of sympathy for their plight, as was brought out when uh, Chester and Matt were having that discussion. And Matt said, you know, you lock a man up and you tell him he can't leave, he starts to get angry about it. And I thought that that was a good perspective. Uh, Helen Klebe was featured in that one, and her voice is so recognizable. You probably remember her best as Mamie Baldwin on the uh, Waltons television show. She, she was so wonderful in that role. She left us in 2003, and at the time, she was well into her 90s. In fact, I think she was, oh my, 97, I believe. Well, I don't have that right in front of me. She's from began her, her stage career in Portland, Oregon in the 1920s, and she in, attended a, a music conservatory up there, and that's where she first got her radio experience. From 49 to 51, she performed voices for the radio program Candy Matson, which was produced in the Pacific Northwest, and I think I've played an episode of that probably not since we started the podcast. It's a really good show. And uh, we'll have to do do some episodes of that. There, there's not a lot of episodes available. And then in 56 to 57, she uh, guest starred on the television program, Hey Jeannie, starring Jeannie Carson. She played a legal secretary in the uh, show Harrigan and Son. Remember that one with Pat O'Brien? H-A-R-R-I-G-A-N spells Harrigan. I remember that show. In fact, when you look at some of the TV shows she appeared in, it's like a, a flash from my childhood. She appeared in episodes of Dennis the Menace, I Love Lucy, Pete and Gladys. Pete and Gladys was a spinoff of December Bride, and it starred Kara Williams and Harry Morgan. Uh, she was in Hennessy, which was uh, uh, Jackie Cooper, and Death Valley Days, which for a while was emceed by... Uh, Ronald Reagan, she was in, of course, The Andy Griffith Show, Green Acres, Bewitched, Little House on the Prairie, uh, Highway to Heaven, Room 222, remember that one, uh, school, school setting, high school setting, and The Golden Girls. And, of course, she also had small roles in a number of films like The Manchurian Candidate, Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte. 
We're going to go out tonight with the song, the theme song from Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. I love that song. Patty Page. She also appeared in a number of episodes of Dragnet and uh, a lot of radio dramas. She just did a lot of uh, old-time radio, and she was a regular uh, ensemble cast member on Gunsmoke. So Helen Klebe, uh love hearing that voice. Like I said, you always think of Mamie Baldwin, but if you're a big Gunsmoke on radio fan, chances are when you hear that voice, you also think of Gunsmoke. kids that's going to slam the lid on thursday march the 25th and for the whole week actually but don't worry we'll be back on uh, the weekend with an archive show and we may be sneaking in another uh, another potluck <laughs> what did i say an old-time radio grab bag that's it grab bag potluck whatever you know what i'm talking about we may try to get one of those and like i i said earlier i think we might try to get one with some of the kids shows that uh, kids really love to hear, like Superman and uh, oh, Buck Rogers and, and, and some of the Roy Rogers, you know, some of those kinds of shit. Anyway, that's what we're thinking about. All right, we are going to go out tonight with Patty Page. Now, this was, a, this was a big hit. This movie came out, Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte came out, uh, I'm going to say right around 66, 65, 66. And I remember that this song, it was a surprise that Patti Page uh, had another hit record after many years. She was huge in the 50s, but then when rock and roll came in, that was kind of it for Patti Page. But wow, this was a big hit. And I loved it, and I bought it. And it was one of those records that I was embarrassed to tell my friends I'd bought because, you know, it wasn't manly man, you know, to buy a Patti Page record. But I love this too. So that's what we're going to go out tonight. Patti Page and Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. This is Bob Bro. I'm so glad you stopped by, and I am so glad you met me. Please hold him tight.
and brush the tear from your eyes. You weep because you had a dream last night. You dream that he said goodbye. He held two roses within his hand. Two roses he gave to you. The red rose tells you of his passion. The white rose, his love, so true. Hush, hush, sweet Charlotte. Charlotte, don't you cry. Hush, hush, sweet Charlotte. He loves you till he dies. And every night after he shall die. Yes, every night when he's gone, the wind will sing to you this lullaby. Sweet Charlotte was loved by John. Hush, hush, sweet Charlotte. Charlotte, don't you cry. Hush, hush, sweet Charlotte, he loves. 